This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. All right, welcome everybody. It's episode three of the Golden V Podcast. A couple of big uh, events on tonight for the Canucks play at home to play the Nashville Predators and the Whitecaps at home on Sunday against the Seattle Sounders. That's their final regular season game. They will be in the playoffs. We'll break that down a little later. Uh, The BC Lions are in Hamilton tonight after losing last week against the Toronto Argos in overtime. Uh, Lions are now losers of five straight with three games left in the shortened 35, or sorry, in the shortened 14-game season, pardon me, for the CFL, uh, not the regular 18-game season. Not sure if that would help help the Lions or not. Uh, They play Hamilton, then Calgary and Edmonton to close out the season um, after losing five straight uh, since, actually, ironically enough, the game that I attended against Saskatchewan where they fell to four and two. Uh, The Hamilton Tiger Cats are six and five. Uh, while the BC Lions are now um, four and seven. So for the BC Lions, um, you know, they've just really fallen off here. I don't know if it's one thing. Uh, Some people blame the quarterback, Mike Riley. I don't totally blame the quarterback. I said it in last week's podcast. uh, One of the things that I really noticed with this team um, has got to be that run game. Uh, That run game is just continuing to be... to be weak, um, you know they don't they don't run the ball much. Uh, they don't run it well. I did see some good touches last week against Toronto, uh, but they also seem to be struggling even in some spots too against weaker teams like Toronto. You know, after going through Saskatchewan, uh, Winnipeg twice, the second game where they were shut out forty-five nothing. <coughs> Excuse me, and also against Calgary where they lost at home. So it's going to be really tough for the BC Lions, I think, again this week. Even if you think, uh, you know, the teams in the East, like we've said, aren't as strong um, as the teams in the West. We can see that, obviously, with Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. Um, but, it, you know, it's really going to be tough for the BC Lions again, I think. I hope they at least uh, show up this time. They did show up last week against Toronto. They didn't get shut out. Um, you know, they scored, I believe, in the first quarter, the first half, 14 points. So that's a bit of a, a bit of a moral victory, like I said last week. Um, after you know getting shut out forty-five nothing, and basically by the best team in the CFL getting absolutely crushed. So it, it uh, remains to be seen, and I tend to maybe unlike a lot of Lions fans I see online, I'm a bit more of a realist. Uh, I'm not a homer. I'm not a fanboy or a fangirl. I don't say stuff like, "Well, I still love my BC Lions even though they're losing." I'm not going to say I don't like them, but I think with this team, it's really time uh, to call a spade a spade here uh, and look at what is really a quite a bad football team, um, you know, that just isn't really cutting it. Um, that's probably one of the nicer ways to put it. Uh, I don't intend to be too vicious, but I don't, but I also don't intend to, uh, you know, give the Lions uh, all kinds of credit that they don't really deserve. Uh, it looks like too with the Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, that the 
that the Ticats are at the point where they can clin- clinch their playoff spot in the East with a winner tie against the Lions. So there is incentive for Hamilton uh, to play well, and I think they will. Uh, it remains to be seen uh, what's going to happen looking at the Hamilton Tiger Cats line here. Uh, Jeremiah Masoli, who's 33, uh, was 17 of 24 for 357 yards and three touchdowns in Hamilton's uh, 39-23 uh, roadman last week over the Edmonton Elks. Now, the Elks themselves are probably the only team in the CFL worse than the Lions, um, who uh, you know are actually ahead of uh, the Elks, um, who are sitting last in the CFL West. So a couple, of th- a couple of developments for the Lions, too, just looking here, is the fact that kicker Jimmy Camacho uh, is not going to be in this week. Uh, American Nick Vogel is handling the kicking duties Friday night, um, and Camacho is back on the practice roster. You know, there was a lot of, um, you know, really neg- negative feedback and negativity, some of it rightly so, uh, placed at, at uh, Camacho, who, like I said, missed three field goals attempts in the fourth quarter alone that's not going to cut it in the cfl i don't ever want to say those are easy points but they're pretty close i don't have the um stats on where all those kicks were on the field um but for the bc lions in the past and i think we've maybe been spoiled even in recent years with someone like sergio castillo where those are almost guaranteed points for the bc lions i mean you know we've had legendary kickers like louis pasaglia and even paul mccallum and that was almost money in the bank with those two guys, no matter where it was from on the field, uh, that you were going to get three points straight through the uprights with those two guys. Um, the Lions, too, this is an important game for them. Uh, Calgary has a bye this week, who's 6-6 six and six in the West. Um, and the Montreal Alouettes are 6-5 and five or third and final East Division playoff spot. So it remains to be seen um, what happens. But uh, Hamilton win Friday night eliminates the crossover scenario that we've always talked about in the past uh, where the one team can cross over from west to east and so the Lions benefited from that in 2018 uh, where they played Hamilton in the playoffs uh, and lost that was Wally Bono's last game as Lions coach moving over to the Canucks now um, looking at the Canucks playing the Nashville Predators tonight uh, in Vancouver continuing that homestand after those three opening losses with a come-from-behind overtime win against the New York Rangers. Um, in looking at, at, at uh, Nashville here, um, as usual, they're playing strong defensive hockey. Um, they've allowed seven goals uh, during their four-game winning streak before losing to the Oilers the other night. Uh, they're at the middle of the pack in goals per game at 2.90. Uh, they have a very effective power play in Nashville, uh, 25% sitting, currently sitting sixth overall in the NHL, which isn't bad, but it's still early in the, early in the season. Uh, the Canucks on the other side, how are they looking? Uh, a little bit of a challenge there. Um, they're 0-3. Uh, trying to see what else we can have. Um, looking at this, looking at their offense, a um, couple things here. Can I, I'm just reading this from... Uh, one website, the Canucks have scored seven times through the first four, four games of their lengthy homestand. So their power play for the Canucks uh, ranks is 23rd against Nashville, 6th, and 29th in penalty killing. I know it's still early, but special teams that aren't throughout the season, middle of the pack or better, you're probably not going to get very far, uh, especially if fans are expecting the Canucks 
with a full season to make the playoffs. Looking at Predators uh, lineup and team leaders, breaking it down a little bit here for you, it's Roman Yossi uh, for Nashville, who has 11 points. Ro- Roman Yossi's tops in shots with 35 shots. Uh, UC Saros is now the guy in Nashville. I think he really has been the last couple of years after the dominance, really, of uh, and the long-term career of a guy like Pekka Rene. Saros has four wins and a 2.39 goals against average. Uh, looking at the Canucks, JT Miller leads with 11 points. Connor Garland, no surprise, at plus six. Uh, Oliver ekman Larson has the most shots at 37. Thatcher Demko's four wins and Yaroslav Halak's 2.07 goals against average. So it's going to be a really interesting tussle for the Canucks here. I'm actually feeling pretty good about this one for Vancouver, uh, just given the fact that you know they might be coming out of this slump a little bit. They came from behind to win. We know they have high expectations this year on their offense and their goaltending. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as it was during the start of that homestand. Although, uh, as I mentioned last week, that game against Philadelphia, the first period, they were outshot 15-4. to um, So it really remains to be seen uh, what the Vancouver Canucks are going to do tonight. Uh, I sense a little bit better um, sort of, I don't know what the, quite, quite what the word is, uh, turnaround, uh, a little bit of a lift. But they do head out on the road after what is really a lengthy, lengthy homestand uh, to play teams like the Colorado Avalanche, uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and who else do they have in their upcoming schedule? I'm just uh, taking a peek here. They do play um, Colorado, Vegas, and Anaheim uh, next week before uh, coming back home, starting on the 17th to play Colorado again, Winnipeg again, and Chicago. So it's not going to be an easy time for for the uh, Canucks, I mean, uh, after the homestand, even though a couple of those teams aren't quite as good as the others, to play Colorado twice in November, Vegas... Uh, they're still in tough. Moving over to the Whitecaps, uh, looking at the Whitecaps season so far, uh, I've actually got tickets for this coming Sunday night or Sunday afternoon's game. It's a 3 p.m. start uh, in Vancouver uh, against the Sounders. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. I haven't attended as many Whitecaps games this year um, as I would have liked to in the past, uh, with family members not considering. Um, or continuing, pardon me, their season tickets. And so um, one of the things that's really coming up for the White Claps uh, right now um, is looking at this thing from offside about a playoff uh, clinching scenario for the Caps, which basically, um, you know, I'm just, uh, just taking a look here. It's their first playoff spot clinched since 2017. Um is a position that this article says nobody could have predicted a couple months ago. I think that's true. Uh, we've all talked about Sartini and the coaching change uh, from Mark Dos Santos. And back in July, at one point, their record was two wins, seven losses, and three do- and three draws. Uh, and now, the Whitecaps have sold 20,000 tickets for this game. Uh, I've bought two. And so let's take a look here. And, you know, really what's turned the Caps around, the coaching change, uh, Ryan Gold, they're... they're midfielder and Brian White has established himself you know as such a good striker for the Caps 
He's their leading goal scorer. Um, Vancouver is 7-2-4 and four under the leadership of Vanny Sartini. So a coaching change makes an immediate difference. Uh, but the Whitecaps are also dealing with this continuing controversy uh, and this MLS investigation, which is against two former Whitecaps coaches, uh, Bob Barretta and Hubert Busby Jr., uh, relating to the Whitecaps women's team. So more on that coming out, definitely uh, stay tuned, because that's another edition of the Golden Bee Podcast. Take care. This, this is the Golden Bee Podcast. The Golden Bee Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area.